Adults only, explicit content, bad language, controversial topics, Ian hates music. Warning. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian, and tonight is a very special episode because, as you heard, we have none other than soundboard fronds on the show tonight. (laughs) I felt like doing something a little old school. I have the good old soundboard back for this weird solo episode that I'm going to be doing of Ian Hates Music. And just to, once again, kick it old school, as the kids say, Hey Franz, do you have anything you want to say to that security guard that you punched in the back of the head? I want every single one of you to know that I am truly sorry from the bottom of my heart. I am so sorry. Sorry that you're a little bitch. Ah... Franz, you get me every time with that. Well done. Well done. And guess what? Old friend of the show, Frankie, is back as well. We know you don't, Frankie. We know you don't. All right. Enough of that old school dumbass radio shit. I do enjoy having the soundboard back. But the reason why I have it out is because I really just felt like turning the mic on. It's one of those days where I just really miss doing Ian Hates Music. And sometimes you can't schedule, you know, Dave or Ty, you know, or Jackson. I almost forgot his name. Haxon, as I like to call him. It's tough to get everyone together to be able to do, you know, random shows. So I've got my beer right here. I'm going to take a drink right now. I'm sitting here. And unfortunately, I've been reading Twitter a lot lately. Man, the scene is so embarrassing lately, and I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. And I'm going to do, you know, some of the old segments as well. I just realized I have all this podcast stuff. Why don't I just do this? So for anyone who's new, go back and listen to the 200 plus other episodes that there are of Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Conversations because they are going to be a lot different than this episode. Though, I have done solo episodes by myself before, but most of the time that was when, you know, old co-hosts quit and I kind of didn't have any other choice. But literally right now, I'm doing this show after hearing that, uh, and I don't even know why this is considered quote-unquote, the scene, but Trench, the new album by 21 Pilots, apparently leaked. And the reason why I'm bringing this to anyone's attention and not just skipping over because I hadn't even planned, you know, I have a few special, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if you call them special, but I have a few extra things planned coming up, you know, for Ian Hates Music, but we weren't even going to talk about that album because I consider them pop music. Now, I know alt press and rock sound love to suck their dicks, but they aren't part of the scene. Sure, they are doing whatever they want, and I do respect that. I do respect them as musicians. I'm sure they don't need me to respect them. I'm sure I am not the audience that they're looking for, but they are just not my style of music. Just not at all. So I wouldn't even consider them to be in the scene 
but other people do, especially Rock Sound and Alt Press. All they do is post about them, you know, new Fallout Boy. I don't, I mean, uh, it's just, it's so frustrating. <laughs> it's just, and I know I'm just ranting into a mic right now with no one to kind of bounce things off of. So it's going to be kind of stream of consciousness. But it's just the way I've been feeling a lot more lately than I have before. I think the tough thing about Alt Press and Rock Sound is they haven't represented the scene for years now. It's been a really, really long time. Rock Sound used to be better, but then they decided to copy everything that Alt Press does. So they're really just a shadow of Alt Press now. It's kind of like those other shows that copy what I do on this show. They're just, <laughs> they're just there. But with Alt Press and Rock Sound, if they're not talking about 21 Pilots now, then they're talking about old Panic at the Disco. They're talking about old Fallout Boy. They're doing this whole nostalgia kick because I guess that's when they were popular. And right now, they just can't do it anymore. Like, you can't trust what they're covering because it doesn't apply to you. If you listen to this show, Alt Press, Rock Sound, they don't represent you anymore. And we need shows that are different. We need shows that will talk about whatever they want, talk about news that affects you. And I'm talking to you, the people listening right now. We don't really have that. We don't have that voice anymore. And it's a little weird. I, I'm not saying I'm that voice. I'm full of myself and I'm a cocky fuck. But that is not what I'm talking about right now. It's just one of the things I loved about doing Ian Hates Music so much is, like I said, being able to talk about anything I wanted, but then also representing the scene. And I'm not going to be like other shows. My name doesn't have to have something to do with music, besides having Ian Hates Music. But the reason for that is because it's basically an umbrella where I can cover music, I can cover movies on Ian Hates Movies, I can do the conversations. At some point, I'll do a relationship show. I know I've been talking about that for a really long time. But like I said, it's very hard to get this stuff all together. For instance, and this isn't going to be a whining, complaining thing, just letting you guys know what I go through on a regular basis. One of the things is trying to schedule and interview bands. And now I'm going to blow your fucking minds here. Bands aren't always the best prepared for interviews. They often forget what time something comes up and they blow off the interview, whatever it happens to be. So I've been dealing with that a little bit lately. It's something that comes with the territory for sure. And that's why for the first time, I think almost ever, there won't be an Ian Hates Conversations this week. Because if anyone noticed, I actually put out 11 episodes of shows last week. The nine live Warp Tour interviews, one Ian Hates Movies on Bleach, which I thought was fucking awesome. And then also an Ian Hates Conversations with Miss Media. And I hope you enjoyed that because that was a lot different. Miss Media Relations, you know talking press, talking a little behind the scenes of the music industry. I like being able to do something different from time to time, as I mentioned. So to backtrack, now that I put so much time into the interviews, this is really the first time ever I haven't had a show to edit, which is very, very weird for me to be able to say that because since the very beginning, years and years ago, I've always had something that was coming down the pipeline. I mean, that's why we're over 200 episodes on one show and almost 100 on another show. So keep that in mind. You know, I try my best. I'm still an independent show. So there's no one out there giving me help. There's no company finding artists to come on the show. There's no company that is actually editing the show or doing anything like that. As most of you know, it's just me doing everything. 
So back to the story that you guys all really care about, I'm sure. I guess Trench has been leaked. It's really not my thing. I'm sure I will hear it at some point. I guess, I mean, I don't want to. But one of the great things about music is even if you think you don't like something, someone can surprise you. And you never know if the music will really be good or not. It's not necessarily the same thing as seeing a trailer for a movie, seeing that it really fucking blows, and knowing that the movie is also going to suck. A lot of times, a band can release a track, and it actually won't be that bad, and then the album can suck. Or, you know, they can release a track that you don't think is really up your alley, and then you hear the rest of the album and everything clicks. So that is a possibility, so I don't like to limit myself and say, no, I would never listen to that. You really never know. But I do have a list of all the albums that are coming out this Friday. So this, I believe it's October 5, if I'm not mistaken. We've got Black Peaks, All That Divides, Coheed and Cambria, The Unheavenly, The, wait, wow, I fucked that up. The Unheavenly Creatures. And now, this is also weird, because I really lost track of Coheed. I really liked the early stuff, and then they started to change way more into a sound that really, it's not that it didn't agree with me, but it just wasn't, like, hooking me in. And then, right now on Spotify, they have a five-song EP, I think it's called Old Flames slash Unheavenly Creatures. It's very similar to... This I don't know if they're just going to add another five songs onto this or do something, but it's actually really good, and I was surprised. So if you like that kind of fantasy prog rock, they actually get a little bit heavier, like they used to every once in a while. So it's an interesting listen, and I guess a full album is going to come out on Friday. So just a word for you there. Then you've got Siler with Seasons, and I'm going to talk about them in a little bit when I go over some tour information. So we'll get into that a little bit more. But then the big album that obviously I've been looking forward to for forever, Ice Nine Kills, The Silver Scream. That's going to be the big one for me. So far, all three singles, I believe, have been fucking great. I believe I said this concept before when talking to every time, I was about to say every time I die, Everyone Dies in Utah, I had mentioned that I wish that they were going to do a concept album where they did a song about a movie. So every song would be a movie, and it looks like that's what Ice Nine Kills is doing. You know, they did the one for Freddy Krueger. They did the one for, I want to say Camp Crystal Lake, but it's Friday the 13th. And then they did the recent one about The Crow. So... All three movies or, you know, two franchises and a movie I'm very excited about. So I'm obviously hoping there's a song for Scream. I'm hoping, I'm assuming there's a song for Halloween. I bet you, you know, I probably like all of these movies unless there's something like Saw or something like that. But anyways, I might do a special episode for that album as well, but we'll see. So obviously, I'm not doing all the segment changes. I'm just kind of talking here. So let's talk about some tours right now. And I know these aren't obviously all the tours that are going on, but these are a few I wanted to highlight. One of them is Capsize. They're out with, I believe it's War of Ages, and then also Ghost Key. Unfortunately, not coming anywhere around where I am, but hopefully... There's somewhere where you are because you should definitely be going to that show. I know Ghost Key is going to be doing their own thing after this tour. And I believe they're going to be, at least for me, I do the show out of Boston. They're going to be in New Hampshire. So I hope to be able to check that out as well. Then this one was just announced the other day. You've got Asking Alexandria announcing their new tour opening for, or their opening. I shouldn't say new tour opening. They're opening for Papa Roach and Shinedown. My first reaction was, what the fuck? But then I remembered that after Asking Alexandria's new album came out, 
Dave and I talked about this exact thing happening on Ian Hates Music, where we said with the type of rock that this that most of the album is, they're going to be touring with these radio rock bands. And I guess because Papa Roach was technically around longer, that's why they're, you know, second headliner, I guess. But Asking Alexandria should be much higher on that tour, in my opinion. It just seems like a weird tour. But then again, I really don't like Shinedown unless we talk 45. So unless I think I've made the joke before on the show, if they open middle and close with 45, I get it a little bit. But other than that, it's basic radio rock. And Papa Roach, even though they are a very energetic band, I just can't get into their music. They had one album that was straight up rock that I enjoyed, but everything else, I mean, that new album is utter garbage. Just utter, utter garbage. And you can hear, you know, you can hear us talk about that on previous episodes as well. Now let's talk about Johnny Frank and Bill Murray. He's going out on tour with a band called Whale Bones. The tour is going to be called Whale Murray. So that works out perfectly. That, that starts in November. And then also, a big congratulations to Johnny for getting engaged. That happened once again very recently, like the other day. So congratulations to him. Congratulations to his fiance. That's fucking awesome. You know, sometimes you got to talk about the good shit, right? And a lot of times, you know, even in the scene, even though we have a lot of great music, we don't always have great things to talk about. So when something like that happens, it deserves to be shared. And last up, we have Beartooth. They're out on their disease tour with Siler and Knock Loose. I actually went to this show. I got to take some pictures, which I'm still trying to figure out and edit. Since I really don't take pictures that often, I'm more of a talker instead of doing the whole picture thing. But I've started to get into that fairly recently. So if you notice in some of the Warp Tour pictures, you know, all the promo images that Rick makes for the show. Once again, shout out to Rick. He does fucking awesome, awesome work. In some of those, like half of them, I think, are actually pictures that I took myself at Warp Tour. But Warp Tour is pretty easy to take pictures at. It's not really, you know, you don't have lighting issues. You don't have problems like that. So it was relatively easy for me to be able to do that. But anyways, I digress. So took some pictures there. Beartooth is, or their opening acts are Siler and Knock Loose, as I mentioned. So Siler did a really good job as the opener. They have a lot of energy and they really got the crowd going. Also, it was a crowd that wanted to really get going. So that was cool. I'm really not sure about the new sound, though. Their upcoming album, Seasons, as I mentioned before, is out on Friday. It seems like they went way into the whole rap core, you know, R&B core, whatever you want to call it, compared to Help. And I have to say Help that way because there's an exclamation point. That was their previous album. So I'm just not exactly sure. I've heard a few of the singles, as I'm sure you have. I mean, we'll have to make our decision when it comes out, but I'm not sure it's really metalcore anymore, and I'm not exactly sure of why the change in general. So we'll have to see. Seasons comes out on Friday once again. Then Knock Loose tore the house down as they always do. They once again prove that they could be headlining right now. Like literally, there doesn't seem to be anything holding them back. I'm sure this is a great tour of exposure, you know, opening for Beartooth, but they can be headlining major, major tours right now. And they're the only, only major hardcore band that comes to mind that almost has mainstream success. And in this case, when I say mainstream, it's metalcore fans that have really like adapted and let them in to their hearts because I can't think of anything better to say. But really, people have taken to them very quickly, especially after Laugh Tracks. So my suggestion to you is give that a listen. 
and go see them live. They're also very good live as well. Very energetic. They really get the crowd going. And I was really surprised at how much the crowd knew most of the words to everything they were doing. It was very cool to see that. So don't sleep on them. They're going, and maybe that's cliche now because they are so big, but they're going to be headlining very soon, and you're going to want to see them in the little places that they're touring because they won't be going back there. And then, of course, we have Beartooth. Beartooth always does a really great job. They kill it live. I've never seen them have a bad performance before, You know, even when they were opening for Bring Me the Horizon on these huge arena stages. They still did a really, really great job. Now, the only thing I'm going to say, you know, I didn't want to go into a big album review without someone to bounce ideas off of. I like Disease, and I hope it's not blasphemy to say, and I really, obviously, I don't even care if it is blasphemy. It's nowhere near my favorite Beartooth album. And I just think that even though they do have catchy tracks and it's a great album, I'm not even saying it's a bad album, but my issue is they really scaled down on the heavy. There's a few tracks there for sure, but it sounds very processed. So processed. It sounds very processed to me. And that's not always a bad thing, but I really liked when Beartooth was raw. I really like that raw sound that they had, and they don't have that anymore. And that's, once again, that's a style choice. And it's done very well for them because this has to be, you know, their most popular album for sure. And maybe it will grow on me as time goes by. But for right now, I don't know. It doesn't completely click with me. But what I really am happy about is that Caleb is really finally starting to get the respect from everybody that he really deserves. Because he does so much in the scene. He cares about his music so much. So it's just really cool to see them headlining, to see them doing these big tours, and to see him really care about making music. I think that's fucking great. Now, because I'm so great at segues, how about all those moth memes and shit? What's up with that? On a sadder note for this episode, we're going to say goodbye to a couple of bands here. One of them is friend of the show, Pharaoh Lux. And now you'll notice some of the bands I've been talking about we have had on the show, but, you know, that whole friend of the show thing starts to get very annoying when I have to say it for all the bands that have been on the show. And that sounds kind of annoying the way I just said that. So... I'll say it for some people, and I'm going to leave it off for others. But anyways, I digress. Pharaoh Lux has decided to call it quits. They were one of the first interviews I had on Ian Hates Conversations, even before it was called Ian Hates Conversations. This is way back. Like what the kids say, back in quote-unquote the day. They've decided to end, but they definitely went out on a high note with their new EP, Cheap Funeral, colon, For You. So the new EP has one of my favorite songs on it, so I just wanted to make a mention of that. It's called Separate Cages. Make sure you go out and listen to that right away. It's fucking awesome. But you might also remember Feral Lux because Dave and I did a review for the first EP that came out in conjunction with this one. It was called Cheap Funeral, for you, and I'm, I'm actually, I might have messed up before. So the original EP was Cheap Funeral for You. This new EP is called Cheap Funeral for Me. So I hope you have that right. It doesn't really matter. Listen to both of them. But the one that they're ending with is Cheap Funeral for Me. And that's the one with the song on it called Separate Cages. So definitely make sure you take a listen to that. I was very lucky that a few months ago, I actually got I actually got to see Pharaoh Lux live for the first time at a really weird local like club bar in Somerville, which is close to Boston for anyone that knows, you know, the Massachusetts area. And they tore the fucking house down. It was so cool to see them give everything they had for this small venue. 
And also something, I'm going to cheap plug this right now. They even even dedicated a song to me. I am a huge mark for that. So any bands out there listening, when I go to your shows, if you want to dedicate a song to me, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. It's like my favorite thing. So once again, I do want to say goodbye to Pharaoh Lux properly. And really, you know, go out there and listen to what they have. I am going to miss them. I'm going to miss them in the scene. And it was just really cool. After the show, I got to hang out with Ben and Vic. Super great guys. I mean, I'm sure you guys know you heard how funny they were on that original episode. And they're just great guys, and I wish the best for them. And I'm sure they'll go on to a lot of other awesome endeavors. Maybe a different band, maybe more music. That'd be fucking great. So once again, take a listen to Feral Lux. They definitely deserve it. We have another band that decided to call it quits. Now, this band I wasn't as familiar with, but the band's name is The After Image. And you also might remember them because they had an album called Eve, E-V-E, come out earlier this year, earlier this year. And Dave and I fucking loved it. So once again, it sucks that they're ending, but they're going out on a high note the same way Pharaoh Lux did. When you put out a really good release and then call it quits, there's something a lot cooler than having band strife and just, you know, disbanding. So definitely make sure you check out Eve as well, because that's well worth a listen. Oh, Frankie, I know, I know, I haven't mentioned you in a while. Enough. It's all right. I just wanted to play that. Honestly, (laughs) I just wanted to play it. (laughs) You know what? It's been a while since I played that. It's been a while. Oh, I miss soundboards. So much fun. You know, honestly, I wish I could just have a radio show again where I talked for like three hours a day and I got paid a livable wage to do so because I would really, really enjoy that because I just love talking on this fucking mic. All right. Well, look, now, you know, I'm kind of going with the flow again and I made up a brand new segment. It's called albums I've been really impressed with and listened to over and over since I ended or went on hiatus with Ian Hates Music, not Ian Hates Music Conversations, because I've been putting out tons of those, but Ian Hates Music. Catchy title, right? I thought so too. All right, I'm going to give you a list here. Hopefully, you have heard all these, but if you haven't, that's why I made the segment. We've got, as it is, The Great Depression, Alteris, Myself on Fire, Dark Skies, Fit for a King, I Hate Heroes, Save Yourself, Boston Manor, Welcome to the Neighborhood, Counterparts, Private Room, Hail the Sun, Mental Knife, Wild Ways, Day X, Beartooth with Disease, as I talked about before, From Inside, When I'm Breathing Without You, The Lads from Liverpool, and Bill Murray with Taco. Now, I do want to mention, you know, I could go into something about all these albums, but like I said, I like to be able to bounce things off of people when I'm doing album reviews. I do want to mention, I am a big fan of Taco, obviously, but for people that are expecting, you know, very similar music to Bill Murray's past discography, discography, there we go. It is a lot different. This is probably his most experimental. There's a lot of R&B in here. There aren't, or there isn't, as much screaming. But there's something really cool about the way he puts songs together. And even though you would say, you know, you normally say, hey, Ian, look at that whole list. This isn't normally what you would listen to. I fucking love it. So I think you definitely need to give a chance. Also, if you don't know who I'm talking about, if you're like, Bill Murray who? It's Johnny Frank, baby. So go back and realize that Johnny Frank as Bill Murray has put out a ton of amazing, amazing albums. Each one is so damn good. 
I just point out with Taco that he took a lot of chances and I think it really paid off for him. So that's why I mention it right now. But make sure you check out everything that he has. And I'll recommend definitely go to that tour because that's something I have been dying to do is be able to see Johnny Frank live and then also have a bunch of beers with him. But that's a separate story. Also, some of my most popular Ian Hates conversations are with Johnny Frank. So go ahead to your favorite podcast listening app and look up Johnny Frank and Bill Murray and check out all those episodes. Wow. Check out all those episodes because you're really going to like it. And I don't know if you guys can tell, but I think I'm getting sick. And it's certainly not because of his music. It's because of weird fucking weather here on the East Coast. It's about that time to start getting the flu, start getting the colds and all that bullshit. How do you guys like me just rambling on the show? Because apparently that's just what I'm doing when I don't have someone to bounce things off of. All right, you know what? We're going to do a fan favorite here. And how about we go to new songs? All right, everyone. It is new song time, and I'm going to begin with Ghost Key and Detach. Now, their brand new album is going to be coming out in November through In Vogue Records. You can pre-order right now. And if I'm not mistaken, if he's still doing it, you can go check on social media for all the details. But if you pre-order and then let Austin know, then he'll give you a call and you can talk to him. But also, you should go back and listen to the two episodes that he was on Ian Hates Conversations because they were also awesome. But then go ahead and pre-order the album because once you hear part of this new track, you're going to know that the second album is going to be fucking awesome. So here it is, Detach. Fuck yeah. Now we're going to go to my boy, Cole Rowland, Guitar God. But this time, he's making original music now. Go back and listen to his previous original music. But now I'm going to play a brand new track. It's called Midnight Sun. And it features someone that you may recognize as soon as you hear him sing. It's a Mr. Dave Escamilla. I believe is how you say it. Or Escamilla. Something like that. I don't want to fuck it up because I hope to talk to him at some point. But that name might sound familiar to you because he is the ex-singer, screamer, and guitarist from Crown the Empire. Listen to him. Kill it on this track as well as Cole Roland. Obviously, here is Midnight Sun. Some exciting news as well. Old Wounds is back and they have a brand new track called Give a Name to Your Pain. Their brand new album is coming out in November as well through Good Fight Music. I've been excited for this for a long time. 
So this is fucking awesome. Here it is. Give a name to your pain. Now we have Crazy 88. They did a cover of the track To Plant a Seed by We Came as Romans. Now, all money from streaming this. So I believe it's Spotify, YouTube, you know, whatever, Apple Music. If you stream it, all the proceeds goes to Kyle's charity. Obviously, I'm sure everyone knows that Kyle passed away very recently. You know, terrible stuff. This was a very cool way to give to that charity, I think. And then also, it's a really, really great cover. So on another note, the new Crazy 88 album is most likely going to be out relatively soon. And I'm going to not spoil things, but I'm going to let people know there might be something Ian hates related with that new album. So keep your eyes open and your ears open for that. But for right now, let's listen to... To plant a seed. Speak another just speak Sometimes I let those play longer because I'm singing along. (laughs) So my apologies. (laughs) Make sure you check that out. Next up, we have My Ticket Home with Through the Needle's Eye. This is a combination of some of their past styles of music. So if you weren't a huge fan of their last album, maybe you'll like this a little bit better. So let's take a listen to Through the Needle's Eye. Now we've got Synapses Firing, and this is a actual, I guess you don't call it an EP, 
It's a two-song set. I'm sure there's a name for that. I just am not remembering it right now. But they have two tracks under the name Fever Dreaming. And the first one, the one that we're going to give you a sample of, is called Trashy. And I am a big fan of what Synapses Firing are doing. So make sure to check this out. Here's Trashy. And we end the segment with the track Fuck Love by All That Remains. And I'm going to play a piece of this and then come back and talk to you about it a little bit. So here it is, Fuck Love. So, it looks like they listened to constructive criticism or just criticism in general because that sounded a whole lot different than that last piece of shit that they put out. And I believe it went something a little bit like this. That album was a running joke for so fucking long on Ian Hates Music. And even though we all know that their vocalist is a super douche, it does sound like they must have caved in to what people have been saying. I mean, if this is the type of music they want to make, then that's great. Because this sounds so much better than what they've been putting out recently. But it also sounds like they've kind of caved in to what people have been saying. Maybe I'm incorrect on that. Maybe they just got their shit together. I don't know what it was, but Fuck Love sounds a lot better than anything else they've been doing recently, as I said. So I'm going to say Fuck Madness because that shit was garbage. Fuck this shit. You can burn it in the pit. Yes, you can, Franz. Yes, you can. So I did want to mention a story that it's not even really an article I have posted this on social media, I think on my Facebook account, shameless plug, www.facebook.com slash Ian Hates. I don't know why I put the www there. I apologize. It's not fucking 1999. <laughs> my apologies. But there was a tweet between Austin Carlisle and I guess a fan asking him if he'd ever go back to Of Mice and Men. And... Austin said something that I was not aware of. He first off said he's not a fan of the musical direction, so probably not. But then also mentioned that he only wrote four tracks of Cold World. Now that's fucking shocking. Because if you go back to when we did the review, once again, this is an album that has always been a running joke with us. Because it is garbage water. But I think... We were under the impression that it was Austin 
who was in charge of doing all of that. And it doesn't seem like that was the case, because if I'm not mistaken, I refuse to go back and listen again. But I think Cold World was 13 tracks. So that means the people responsible for nine tracks plus who knows what part of those four tracks that Austin wrote, they're still there doing their thing. And maybe that's why their new album did so poorly. Though, like I believe we said, it's miles and miles above Cold World. But I thought that was still very interesting that he did not have as much a part in that piece of shit album. (laughs) So something new I wanted to bring up. You know, I get a lot of people sending me bands to listen to, and I love that. You know, there are going to be ones that I don't, you know, that I don't connect to, but then there are a lot that I really do. And one of those bands is a band called Heaven's Sake. They are old school, post-hardcore, screamo, pop-punk, alternative, tons of genres in one. And they recently had an EP come out, I believe in 2017. It's either called Deforme or Deform, but there's that extra E at the end. So that's why I was a little bit confused. D-E-F-O-R-M-E. That's the name of the EP. Make sure you give them a listen. I really, you know, sometimes the music just really connects to you. And that's how I felt with this band. And I'm going to play a little bit right now of the track Vice Versa. Enjoy. Until I could be a better man to your stepdaughter I've been paying close attention to my footwork And the way you feel the bellman Is coming out the woodwork Like you've got it all figured out And to be honest I never had any intention of growing up So And now, for old school nostalgic sake, how about a little breakdown from the past? For this one, I'm going to go with a band called Unalaska. Now, some of you might know that name because I had an Ian Hates conversation with returning friend of the show, Steve Goldberg of Desires. This was his first band, and they only put out one EP. It was this one. It's called Because You Were Here. You learn the whole origin of that name by listening to that conversation, and I think you really should because I thought that conversation was a lot different because we had a whole debate about lyrics and certain words in the scene. We debated the whole you know, quote unquote, make out incident. So check that out if you want something a little bit different. I very much enjoyed that whole thing. So check out this EP. It's post-hardcore at its best. It was also, I believe, produced by Landon Turs for anyone that, you know, doesn't know that, which is insane. But he is the lead vocalist for The Plot and You, who have a massive tour with Crown the Empire, Under Oath, and Dance Gavin Dance, if I'm not mistaken on that one. I'll be going to that in December. That's going to be fucking awesome, except for Crown the Empire, but that's a separate story. I'm going to play some of the track, How Can It Be? Because I fucking love this song, and I think you will too. So here it is, How Can It Be?
But also, I wanted to talk a little bit about things that have been annoying me a lot. One of them being, once again, Twitter. I know, I believe me, if I didn't have podcasts I had to promote, I wouldn't be on Twitter. And I have met some very cool people on Twitter as well. So it's a little bit tougher to say, no, I'm never going to go back. If I didn't have the podcast, I probably would not be on it. That's for sure. But I just noticed a lot of really shitty stuff on Twitter. I hate this whole Stan culture. And when I say hate here, I really mean it. You know, Ian hates is normally I talk about things that I love. I talk about music that I love and what else. But I really despise the whole Stan culture. And for some reason, I get a lot of people that follow me that only talk one certain band. And I can't stand, if there's anything that I can't stand in that culture, it's fan accounts. So for anyone that doesn't or isn't aware of you know Twitter and what goes on, it's a horrible cesspool of ignorance, pretty much. And you, know, you make a joke, but the context isn't there, or someone doesn't get it, and then they question you, and then it becomes like a fight. And it's just really, really shitty. And one of the things people do is they create Twitter fan accounts for certain bands and certain people. So literally, they will focus on one person and only tweet about that person. Now, keep in mind, the celebrity in question, let's just call him Brendan Urie. How about that? They don't care about these people whatsoever. These aren't people that are close to them. These are, I wouldn't even say like 14-year-old girls because it's now everybody. It's not just, you know, little teenagers or, you know, little kids in middle school. It's not that anymore. It's everyone. And they'll incessantly post about this person or this band. So, for instance, I came across an account the other day that just takes pictures of Brendan Urie's hands and posts about how amazing they are. Now, if this was a joke site, I would get a real kick out of it. I think that's very funny. When it's real, though, which it is, it's very sad. It's really fucking sad. So please, please, please don't be one of those people. I know it's a cliche statement. Get a fucking life. You're not doing the world any good. And I know that sounds harsh, but really it's for the best. There's, there's something about the concept of bullying that got blown way out of proportion a long time ago. Bullying is awful, and I have unfortunately been the victim of intense and harsh bullying. I've talked about these, you know, these kind of stories on the shows before, you know, whenever randomly it may come up. So I've dealt with a lot of that in my life. But one thing bullying can do every once in a while, and sometimes your friends are the ones, you know, they joke around about something about you that you shouldn't be doing. Sometimes bullying actually stops a bad trait. And right now there doesn't seem to be a way to stop these bad traits because what people are doing, constantly posting about Brendan Urie, constantly posting about 21 Pilots, constantly posting about BTS, that K-pop band, where they take pictures close-up pictures of these little boys' faces and put them out there and talk about how adorable they are. There's something wrong with that. I'm just, it's, it's true. There is something wrong with that. The stand culture is dangerous. I know we've talked about it on the show, but if no one knows where that reference comes from, it comes from the Eminem song, Stan. And that song is talking about how terrible it is to be that kind of an obsessed fan. But now there's a culture for that. And it's just something, it's not because I'm older, because even when I was younger, I wasn't like that. And I know social media makes things a lot easier, but still, I never talked about one band or one person from one band ad nauseum. It just wouldn't be something that I would attach myself to. I love music, and I love so many bands. I mean, obviously, that's why I have a podcast. But to constantly share about one band, even if I loved that fucking band, I would not be able to handle... Like, let's say there was... And I hope someone makes this now. 
if there was a Twitter account for a funeral for a friend where they made up fake conversations that the band would have, I still would not be able to follow that site and I'd still think that that person was a loser. And that's the thing. That's what people do. There are fan account sites or fan account users or whatever that do that. They make up fake conversations and then people pretend like they actually know they have real in-depth conversations about people in these bands. I saw one, I think it was for BTS, the guy had like cut his hair differently. So there were people that were making their own posts. It's not even like, hey, here's a picture of that guy and you know the official account put it out and people are commenting. There were people having their own conversations about how you shouldn't talk about that guy's haircut because he doesn't want you talking about it and he's sensitive. What the fuck are you talking about? I understand if this was joking. Once again, I totally get when there's a parody account that's so outrageous you know it's a joke. These people are not joking. Right now, going on literally right now, and probably, hopefully I get this episode out soon, because it's minimal editing at best. To get this out, you're going to be able to go on Twitter and see all these people having these conversations about 21 Pilots and the, you know, the potential, the whatever the leak is of Trench, where these people are having these conversations like they know these people personally. Telling people don't listen to the leak or, hey, I'm listening to the leak or blah, 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 whatever the fuck. It's almost like they expect those guys to be going on Twitter, seeing these people stand up for them somehow and say, oh, wow, that's a really cool person. I'm going to make that person my friend. That doesn't happen, people. This is the real world. No one cares about you. And I know that sounds, I don't mean it that way. That sounds very harsh. The bands in most cases, especially huge-ass bands like 21 Pilots, I'm sure they love the idea of fans, but they don't like you personally. It's just how, like, I believe it was Brandon Urie had to change houses because psychos were sending him gifts to his house and stalking his house. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Andy Biersack. I think he also had to move, and I could be wrong on that one, but I'm pretty sure. Just leave these people alone. Go get a fucking life. Don't stop liking music. Please, by all means, talk about the music you like. But why are you talking? I mean, guys get a bad rap all the time for talking about how you know women look beautiful or whatever, and then they're called pigs, or you know, oh no, you're very, and I'm blanking on the word because I've been talking. You only care about looks. You're very shallow, that kind of thing. But the amount of girls or women or whatever that I see talking about these K-pop bands and 21 Pilots and Fallout Boy and Panic, it's it's like, wait, why is only one group getting shit for that? And then there are also guys that are doing the same thing. But it's like, holy shit, people. Enjoy your music, but this whole stand culture it's dangerous too. There's going to come a point where someone does something similar or worse to what happened in that Eminem video. That was more realistic than you think it is. So sorry for the rant there, but really think about what you're doing because it, it's sad, it's really embarrassing, and it's depressing. Just talk about the music you like. You don't have to love every little thing about the artist. Yes, yes, Franz, I get it. I talk too much. I think that is the end of this little impromptu episode of Ian Hates Music the solo show, and when I say solo, I don't mean that really shitty Star Wars movie. Now, the one thing we do have in common is this is a podcast, and you can't see me. You know, John Cena, you can't see me. Just like in the solo movie, how it was so fucking dark, you couldn't see anyone either. So there you go. 
There's my Star Wars reference for the day. You gotta be loud. You gotta be rude. So much for you. You gotta be crass. You gotta be cold. It's everything we know. Thank you, Chris. Wow, does everyone love that soundboard bit? I hope I can bring that back over and over again. So, yes, this is the end of the show. Now, I do have a bunch of announcements. If you didn't get a chance, all nine live Warp Tour interviews that I did over the summer are now out on pretty much all podcast listening apps except for SoundCloud. The reason why I haven't put them on SoundCloud, the reason why I haven't put them on SoundCloud is because it takes a fuck ton of time to do that. And there are so many other places that you can listen to them right now. So I'm sure I'll get around to it. But for right now, I just didn't have the time to do it. But you can listen on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts. I mean, the list goes Stitcher. The list goes on and on. Now, to address the Spotify issue. So at this time, my site is hosted by Squarespace. And even though I have asked them many times, and I'm sure other podcasts you know, that host there have asked them also, right now, they don't have the ability to send the RSS feed of the shows to Spotify. So in order to get it on Spotify, I have to like pay more money, even more money than I pay for all this stuff to get it on another site that would then send it to Spotify. The other issue is because I do the Ian Hates Conversations that play full songs of the bands I interview, I don't know that might be a trickier situation because even though I have proof or I have the approval of the bands to use the music, it still could be a little bit of an issue. We'll see in the future though. I'm sure some of you have noticed, but after a little bit of a hiatus, Ian Hates Movies with Kelly is back. We are, I believe, on the fourth episode. I'm hoping to have another one out this week, but that brings us over 80 episodes total. If you like when people talk movies, then you'll probably like Ian Hates Movies. There, that's a great plug, isn't it? And of course, I'll have way more Ian Hates Conversations on the way. It slows down a little bit around this time. I mean, it does kind of happen. Remember, I'm still picking bands that I really like. I'm not ready to have bands on the show that either I don't know or I don't like because then I feel like I'm doing an alt-press interview. And I don't want to just be the guy who asks, what's the name of your album? You know, why did you get into music? I, I appreciate that second question, but it has to be done the right way. So we'll see. Maybe in the future, I'll be able to expand to do that. But right now, I just love deep diving into the music that I actually love. So more of those will be on the way. Just remember, it is tough sometimes. You try and set up things with bands. They forget. They have scheduling conflicts. They can't make it at that time. There's a myriad of reasons why an interview doesn't happen. I should be doing another one this week, so it probably won't be out this week, but maybe by next week, and then hopefully I'll have some more friends of the show back to shoot the shit and, you know, really have some real conversations, which I don't think you get on other shows. Remember that you can listen to Ian Hates Music, Ian Hates Conversations, and Ian Hates Movies on all your podcast listening apps except Spotify. And I'm sure you just heard a beep there. My phone's about to die. Then, social media-wise, you can get in touch with me on Twitter, at Ian Hates Podcast, and then on Facebook and Instagram, at Ian Hates. And you can email me, ianhates at gmail.com. Now, a cool thing that you could do if you enjoyed this, if you enjoy the other shows, is go to Ian Hates Music or Ian Hates Movies on iTunes. Give us a five-star and leave a review. And if you do that, send me an email, ianhates at gmail.com. Let me know which one was you, and then we can give you a shout-out on Ian Hates Movies or Ian Hates Conversations, whatever it is, that really does help out. You have absolutely no idea how much it helps out, 
And with how many great bands I have on the show, we got to get this out to even more people. So your help is greatly appreciated with that. Hit the like button. Hit the follow button. Subscribe. Go on to all the platforms. It only takes you seconds, and it really, really helps the show. And then really, we have a ton of stuff coming up for Ian Hates. So keep your ears open for that. I don't want to spoil all the surprises, but there is a lot going on. So stay tuned, and I'm going to end the show the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to Oh